0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shoot or Pass podcast on behalf of Baseline Times. Definitely excited as we're days away. Let me say that again days away from the NBA restart, July 30th. It's going down. I've got two co hosts on this episode today. We'll walk through some NBA awards, talk a little bit about what's been like in the bubble the last few days. Actually, it's been popping. What's popping in the bubble or outside the bubble, I should say. Uh, today, want to reintroduce Robbie. She she made it back on our show. Robbie, how you doing today? You f- feeling all right about the season restart?
1: Yeah, and it feels good to still be employed here. Thank you, Chevy. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. And a little bit of hiatus, but he's back. Mr. Demario Jackson, my good friend. How are you, sir?
2: How's it been? Yo yo, I am I am all good. I'm excited. My Yankees won today. Oh man. Sports is back You're for you. Welcome. LeBron's about to get that fourth one. Kyrie has been quiet because his whole fake woke politic, everything has just been, he's watching all the NBA players steal his shine and he's probably in the corner just fighting the air right now. Like, wow. He's been so quiet. He's been quieter than LeVar. Like, where's Kyrie at? Remember he was like so woke and like, do what Maya Moore did, Kyrie. Where you at? You won't do it because you're not about that life.
1: Period. (laughs) Maybe he finally realized that, like, the earth isn't flat, so he's educating himself.
2: Yeah, can you imagine, like, that's why when all that Kyrie stuff came out, for me, I put in the group chat, I'm like, look, here's the deal. I'm not saying, like, what's been going on these last couple of months has, has, like, created a whole new monster within everybody. I've seen people become, like, I mean, I love it. I love all that. With saying that, Kyrie, I was always like, hmm, let's see what you do in a week or two. And then all of a sudden, he just went, ghost. Like, your Tinder swipe. like, he just, ghost. he just, he, he's not of here. Like, I haven't heard anything about this guy. Yeah. Kyrie.
0: You, you know, Demo, we, we were talking about this sh- uh, before the show, actually. He reminds you of somebody, huh? In, in our group chat. Did you want to shout him out oh, now or Kel? you want to wait
2: till that point? Kel? Oh, my. Yo. <laughs> well, our buddy, Kel, Uh, prior, like, what was this? It was, put it this way, Kale's one of those type of people, right, where, he made all these excuses why Michael Jordan couldn't co-sign the African-American Democrat back in the day, right? He said he's not his place, he's not that kind of person, et cetera. A day later, he's like, I don't care about the NBA, arrest those cops, which I agree. And then he's like, oh, word, you need an organization that will make a fake-ass statement if you die. All you need is entertainment and a numbing macaque. Like, you know, he just he's just going on and on about how basically the NBA is like trash and it doesn't matter and how all these players should like use their voices, but they won't. Fast forward present day, my boy Tobias Harris, shout out to him, used his voice. From there, you saw Paul George, you see LeBron, you see all these players using their voice. And now Cal in the group chat, I'll be sure I screenshot his screenshot to him every single day whenever I see a new player speak out on behalf of just all the people who knew that the NBA players were gonna just Dominating, kick some butt. I wanna say shout out to them. Also, shout out to the MLB. I was really shocked to see the Boston Red Sox put up the Black Lives Matter on the side of their uh, like you know stadium. All their fans are going nuts. Obviously, you know Boston has a you know, Boston is Boston. But I just love how everybody's stepping up right now. Like as a black man, as a man of like color, as a person who remembers how difficult it was to speak on like Trayvon and you know Mike Brown and like Oscar Grant and Previous things that have happened to us in the years, it's so dope to see people step up. So shout out to all the NBA, uh, NFL, MLB players, soccer players. I hope that everybody continues to apply pressure. Daniel Cameron to lock up those cops, etc. Yeah.
0: All right, there, there it is. Tomorrow's back and NBA is coming back. Um, let, let's talk about what's popping here for the LA Clippers. You know, um, obviously, as most of you all know, Lou Williams placed on a ten-day quarantine. After they investigate investigated him for, uh, obviously, you know, a, a Jack Harlow posted a picture on Instagram, right? And tagged Will. Um, so you guys have a couple of stories, right, to share with us based on justifying that wings are, are good from strip clubs, right? I mean, we, we believe that. But how do you feel about, like, Lou Williams being a part of this right now? Uh, so basically, Harlow deleted the post from his Instagram story. It's still got, you know, up and about, a screenshot on the internet, speaking of screenshots. Um, and then Harlow lies and says it was an old pic of me and Lou. I was just reminiscing because I miss him. <laughs> That's the While biggest story. While he's wearing
1: coming. the NBA mask. Yeah. Like, like, what? Fucking What's going poron. on? <laughs> anyway. That's a bad friend. If I'm Lou Will, I'm cutting his ass off. Facts.
2: Here's the thing. <laughs> For real. Here's the thing. Like, all right, number one, strip club wings are just like fire. Like, I won't lie. Number two, my boy Biz, who's just like the greatest man on Twitter. My boy Biz is the one who broke the story, because Biz posted on his Twitter. He was like, "Oh my God, look at Lou Will and Jack Harlow at the strip club," and then all of a sudden, people started retweeting his tweet. And he's a Laker fan, and he's like, "It's not snitching if you snitching on the Clippers, but it's like, (laughs) yo, Lou Will has to be smart enough. Why? Number one, why are you hanging out with Jack Harlow, bro? Like what? Like it's." And, like, you're
1: not who goes uh, to strip clubs after funerals? Is that a yeah. thing? What? That's I my mean, biggest question.
2: I, I, none. Of, here's the deal. It would have been better if Lou Will would have just kept it a buck. Lou Will had, he's famous for having two girls Definitely. at the same time. Like, he's always kept it a buck. Lou Will, his Instagram and his Twitter, he's always retweeting the real all. So I was disappointed. I, I, you know, it would have been much better if he would have just been like, you know what? I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. I want to wild out for a minute, like <laughs> you know. I would have been, but then oh boy, tweeted. No, it's an old pitch, and now it just looks shady. It just looks like a shady operation. Like it's so bro, weird, it yeah. It's it's really I weird. You risking, you're hold risking on, the come bubble. Come the you're risking the bubble
1: for some for some strippers, bro. Come on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, okay, he, first of all, he got permission from the league to leave. Okay, he was going to a funeral. Why would he go to a strip club after a funeral? He said he was going in there to get chicken wings. Now, if you look on the Magic City menu, their, one of their wing flavors is called the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. Okay. If I had some wings named after me, and I happen to be in the city where the strip club that has my chicken wings named after me are at, I'm probably going to stop by there and get the wings. I'm You're not right. saying that, you know, That obviously the pictures prove that he was doing more than getting chicken wings. But, you know, here here's something else to, to look at. According to NBA protocol, every one of these players that are leaving with permission from the bubble are getting tested every day. So um, he was getting tested and it never came out that he was positive. All they did, all he had to do was come back and they extended his quarantine. I just, my, my thing is like, would this have been as big of a deal if it didn't involve a strip club?
0: Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I, that's what I was going to say. It really,
1: like, the, what if he was actually going to, like, a legit restaurant to pick right, up food? Right, right. And what the Would NBA it is really— as big of a
2: deal?
0: It's true, because the NBA really just wants to know, like, hey, man, like, were you around, like, 100 people or or 10 people? Because we, we're going to have to decide. you need to quarantine for four days or quarantine for 10 days? That, there's no protocol broken or rules broken. I mean, I'm sure maybe the Clippers internally might say, like, all right, we'll—, we'll we're gonna find you 10k because you told us a lie, right? Or Jar- <laughs> Harlow got you in trouble, yeah. I'm not, and lied. I'm not saying, <laughs> but he didn't break any rules. I, I get that, I-, I would agree with that. Um,
2: I just I'm
1: not saying he's not, uh, just, you know, he's irresponsible, he's a dumbass, yeah. Going to a strip club, but I mean, I strip think that, club, chicken just, wings.
2: yeah. I mean, I think like for me, it's just, I think that, um, for instance, it was, I think, Octavio Dotel, uh, like you know, he was talking about how like, well, like the Yankees how certain players from other teams, it's going to be like, like more so of like the younger guys that are going to be out here wilding out that might ruin the bubble for these sports. So Lou Will is like a veteran, you know, it's somebody to where it's much, and his team is, let's say he goes out and he does get Corona and it's something bad. And then like, you know, he has to be like hospital. And obviously I'm thinking of the worst. I'm just thinking of like, damn, you really risked it all for like some, some lemon pepper wings and a lap dance. Like that's crazy to me.
1: Yeah, but if he's getting, if he's testing negative every day and he's going to be quarantined when he gets back, what, are, what is the likelihood that he brings something into the bubble, really?
2: I mean, I just think that it just wouldn't be. It's just not the, like, the. for me, it's just, for instance, if Chevy told me right now, hey, D, I have an extra ticket uh, to come out to Orlando to be able to watch the games as the only NBA fan, I'm probably not going to go to the strip club tonight. Even if my favorite strip club in LA opened up and they gave me a personal invite. I feel like me just as, I don't know, I just feel like that Lou Will should know better. Like this is like a rookie move. It would have been John Morant or Zion. I would have been like, yeah, for sure. Like they're rookies, they're just getting their feet wet. But this dude's like, this dude had two girlfriends at the same time. He's, He's had like a lot of fun in life. I just, I don't know. I just, as like a 33 year old man, My twenty-three-year-old self would have done that. At this age, I'm like, "Mm, not really. It's not worth it.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's the morale behind it, basically. Because, like you said, Robbie, it doesn't matter if he he tested negative. And at this point, I think that the Clippers have a lot going on. You know, Montrezl Rail's not there. You know, Pat Bev isn't there. Uh, Hopefully, they can rejoin it. They need to get their shit straight at least by September. So I, I think this will be blown over by September, and we're talking, you know, Western Conference Finals, and it's the Clippers, Lakers, and all three of them are, you know, in the bubble, perfectly healthy, playing. So it, it'll blow over. Um, one of the other questions, though, for both of you is social. This took to social media very highly with a lot of memes. But a big question: Are are strip club wings the the most amazing, perfect, Elite. best wings Elite. ever?
1: Um, Elite. Yes, absolutely, the best chicken wings I've ever eaten in my life was at Tootsie's in Miami. Shout out to Tootsie's in Miami. I love you. I miss you. I can't wait to go back and eat more of your chicken wings. Actually, I'm. Their chicken wings are so freaking good that the last time I was there, there was a 45 minute wait and I never got to eat chicken wings. And I'm still mad about that.
2: These are facts that there has been one lie that has been told. So my boy H.J. Chong, shout out to him about a decade or so ago. He's like, yo, do you want to meet up uh, at Deja Vu for lunch? And I'm like, Deja Vu, like, why the fuck? Like, why would I? I was like, I don't know. Why would we go to Deja Vu? Like, that's the strip club, right? He's like, yeah, they have like the best wings. So I'm thinking like, ah, like whatever. So a few weeks later, I was in Vegas at a strip club. And I was like, y'all got some wings? And they're like, yeah. So I'm like, and all my people were like, you ordering like wings at a strip club? Oh, you nasty. I'm like, yo, I got some random girl's booty in my face. Like <laughs> eating eating, eating <laughs> wings right now will not be the worst thing that I've done tonight, right? Like, what are you talking about? The wings came on everything I love. They were so good. I was like, "Wait a minute, is this a thing?" And I remember asking one of my big homies, and he's like, "Wait till you get to Miami." And what do I? I go to Miami. This, and I'm thinking like, "What? What's in the wings at strip clubs? Like, what's like? How are they like so good? Like legit? They're really good, really, really good." So, yeah, I
0: think I think social media checks out on this one. Then definitely, I I will have to go try chicken wings from Tootsie's next time down there in Miami for sure. Sounds like sounds you like a day.
2: Yeah. You gotta take college. Yeah. You gotta pull up with him. You we're gotta at. see it. Yeah, we're you about like get a
0: good year. Yeah, maybe about twenty years, yeah, for sure. Have this right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tootsie's though for sure. A lot of good things coming out of out of Tootsie's I hear. But uh you know, ladies and gentlemen, we're actually, you know, this light scrimmage going on here. I, I say light because uh you know they, they look some of the teams look a little sloppy. Some teams look pretty good so far. Uh first impressions though, yeah. Robbie, what what do you think about some so far some of these scrimmage games going on here?
1: You know, um the first game that I watched was the Clippers versus the Magic. And they didn't really have these are observations beyond what was happening on the court because that's what I was really paying attention to. I was like, what is the vibe gonna be like? What what is what are these games gonna look like without fans? And uh in this game there wasn't really any crowd noise getting pumped in. It was a lot of shoe squeaking which was cool for a little bit. But like in the second half, I was like, all right, you know what I get, I get the crowd, the crowd noise getting pumped in because this is, this is really annoying. And, and you know, then I watched the, the Heat game later on and I was like, I, I really appreciated how they brought some of the uh, home game experience to the bubble. They had fans on the video boards. They actually recorded their announcer's signature phrases and played them. And if you're a Heat fan, you know, a Heat home game isn't a Heat home game unless you're yelling dos minutos when there's two minutes left in every quarter. Absolutely. So I really appreciated that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, w- I would agree with that. Definitely. I think some teams got it. Some teams don't like the magic did uh, their PA announcer, uh, got some voice clips, had some magic fans on the board. So it, it, it sounded like a, like a magic home game. What about you, Demo? How do you feel about the scrimmage game so far? F- overall experience, what you're seeing on TV. The play? I love it.
2: This reminds me of like, so I played in like the big time in the AAU out in Vegas one year and like, it reminded me of that. I remember, I remember we lost the game before we were supposed to get play against the Atlanta Celtics with that team of like Dwight, Josh Smith, like that, just like insane, probably the greatest AAU team in the history. It was like Dwight Howard, Josh Smith. I believe it was Ty Lawson. I mean, it was just like the most insane, like they were beating people by like a hundred plus, but it reminded me of that, of just like, you kind of get like that old school feel of just like, all of the, like the fans, all of like the, you know, all the people, all like the fake celebrities and shit that are all courtside paying money for all these tickets. You kind of get back to the basics. Like, I love that the most. I love watching Luca. I think Luca is probably the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, he is, he's must watch basketball without any of the, like the Zion, the LeBron, the John Morant. Like he's just, a a, a tier one Hooper he was abusing Kuzma the other day like oh my god it was it was actually like bad because I'm like yo this dude's about to dominate the league for the next like I mean Lucas just must watch I love that guy I also like that kid from Philly I cannot say his name uh T.C. TBC what's his name Uh, the wing the one that plays really good defense if him and Ben Simmons can lock up together, that backcourt is going to be killer because that dude is just an animal. Like, Tabisi, Taba like, I can't pronounce the kid's name, but he's a beast. I like watching him as well. Uh, the Lakers, the first game, looked pretty, whatever, the next game. The thing with the Lakers is, is they have, like, the all-meme team. When they all click, they all click. But, again, I don't trust a team with J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters. Like, I just, I just can't. I, I just can't. I mean, I, like, playing those guys big minutes, you're either you're either going to be like, damn, they're killing it, or that's the meme team. So, I mean, I'm just happy that the NBA is back. Uh, I'm interested to see how teams kind of start to play in with uh, – I remember, like, the other day uh, they did, like, the like the skeet, like, like the little kid with, like, the little – I don't know. It's like one of like those vines or whatnot. So it's actually been pretty cool. But uh, I mean, I'm just excited for like like the real games to start for the playoffs to start. That's all I care about right now. I hope that everybody stays like Lou Will free. <clears throat> They're able to in <laughs> that bubble. All I want is the playoff. My biggest fear is like for something crazy to happen because people are in their little wheel bag and then this shit stops. And then I'm like depressed for the whole like year until basketball comes back. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So. absolutely. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think just the overall production, them being able to put it and them, the NBA being able to put it together is really amazing. When you sit down and think about it and, you know, I bragged about this to the last couple of shows that, you know, it's, it's about 30 miles away from me, man. And that I've been in that area so many times over the last, you know, four or five years as, as a, in my mid twenties, having fun as an adult at Disney world and walk some of the same paths that these players are now, basically have made their home. And I think it's, it's crazy, man. I think it's cool to see it happen though, the way they designed it and made it just this campus, man. Like the NBA is doing it they're doing it, man. And uh, a true, a true uh, testament to like basically saying, Hey, you know, we can maintain a bubble and environment that can stay COVID free and put the right pr- protocols in place. And, you know, we, we joked about this on last episode with the Throbbies that, well what about our government why couldn't they you know why couldn't people just follow certain protocols just for the better sake of everybody but different topic for a different day uh yeah absolutely um let's get into uh, a couple of little headlines here uh Tom Thibodeau is the new New York Knicks head coach 5 year deal uh any any thoughts on that demo I'm hyped shout out to Marcus the though
2: the I'm only hyped. Knicks fan in the world the reason why I'm hyped is because finally nothing's worse for me than when you have all these young players and they're not getting minutes. Tom Thibodeau is going to have LaMelo Ball averaging 55 minutes per game. <laughs> he's going to have RJ, he's going to have Knox, he's going to have Mitch. Here's the thing with like Tibs is like he's going to play his players. He's going to you're going to like you're going to play and it's going to be like they might be shitty, they might be this, they might be that, but they're going to play and you're going to see what they can do. I hate how they only play uh Mitchell Robinson like 18 to 20 minutes but like yeah, let's play like what was it, uh, Maurice uh, Harkless, like, 30 minutes. Or let's play, like, you know, Bobby Portis, 35 minutes. Like, man, let these youngsters play. Uh, You know, he's going to run them into the ground, but I feel like that it's, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah, I mean, Tibbs is one of those coaches to where he's good for fantasy purposes, (laughs) you know, if you have, like, the player playing. But I don't really think that his style of play is good for, you know, long-term, just for the fact that he doesn't believe in breaks. but. We'll see. I'm excited. I think it's a pretty solid pick. Way better than Jason Kidd. Way better than Jason yeah, Kidd. Absolutely.
0: How about you, Robbie? Do, yeah. you, do you like the? Do you like this pick for the Knicks?
1: Yeah. I mean, i th- I think it's fine. I'm not like my mind isn't blown by it or anything. Like Demo said, you know, Dibs has had success developing young players. He's led teams in- to the playoffs in the past, and more than anything, he brings leadership to an organization that desperately needs it. Unfortunately. You know, as long as the Knicks are owned by James Dolan, they're not going to be a premier organization with a championship caliber team. So I'm not expecting this to be like the Knicks are going to be in the fucking finals next year. No, they might contend for an 8th seed. They might just, you know, be like average, which might exceed expectations for Knicks fans at this point. I'm not sure, but listen, (laughs) until James Dolan doesn't sell that team, there are gonna be a dumpster fire and I'm here for the dumpster fire. We need that dumpster fire in the NBA to keep things going.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I think the Knicks being good would be like weird almost. Yeah. Like they're like they've like, I mean, man, imagine like a friend and here's the thing. I'd never understand like understand the whole players who want to get hyped to play at Madison Square I'm 33, right? Like a like 33. The Knicks have been good maybe a handful of times my entire life, right? For most of my adult life, they've been tra- like I don't understand why we keep like living in like this yesteryear with the Knicks. Like I'd be I, you know, I get much more hyped to play in Miami. I get much more hyped to play in Dallas. I'll get much more hyped to play in San Antonio. We always say like, it's like the Mecca. The, the Mecca of what? Losing? The Knicks are like... It's not
1: the, the Mecca of mediocrity. Yeah. Like, real. Like, get it right.
2: People, yeah, people, like, they always, like, want to... Oh, the Mecca. The Mecca of what? Okay. Like, that's... That's so old. Like, no... Put it this way. No kid from this era... No, like, none of these, like, John Moran, none of these kids even know of, like, the Knicks. What? No, that's, it's man. True, it's
0: It's all facts. All facts.
2: It's, yeah. like, what? It's like NYC hip-hop. Like, I love it, but come on now. There hasn't been a dope NYC rapper since, like, 50 Cent in 03. Literally, 03. I was in the 11th grade. Like, what? <laughs> New York in general, we, New York in general, we, we, you know, we, um, we, it's like, like, the bar is so low for them. Like, New York is the epitome of, like, an Uncle Rico, like a back in my day. Like, what? They've been so bad. And, like, they have, like, Linsanity, and you would think they won, like, 30 championships. Like, that's, like, their thing. Like, what, man? Go somewhere. Get out of here.
0: All right, guys. You know what time it is? It's time for Shoot or Pass. Obviously, if you've listened to Hope for the last two episodes, we are shooting if we agree with the statement. We are passing if we disagree with the statement. First shooter pass here for you, it would be the NBA will adopt the current court setup in the NBA bubble for future. And also in order to protect the players from crashing into fans and media sitting courtside, we'll let you go first Robbie, shooter pass on this one.
1: I'm going to say pass. I think that we've learned by now that money will always take precedence and teams are going to want to sell those courtside seats, even if it means that fans are getting tackled by players. It'd be nice if they considered it though. But money's going to come first. Pass. How about you, Demo?
2: Yeah, I'm passing it for that exact reason as well. Like, it sucks because I see both sides 100% as a fan. I would be like, dang, that would be dope. But, yeah, I'm going to pass that one.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pass on this. I agree with both of your statements there. But... What they're going to do is, if they ever do a bubble again, is add the fans to the bubble, hopefully, and make money on that. So that's that's the game, the name of the game the NBA. They're, they're going to make money off of it. Uh, next shooter pass here. The first round playoff matchup in the East, assuming the Bucks remain the number one seed. Uh, the number one seed and the A-C will produce a game with one of the highest point differentials of all time. Shooter pass on that, Demario.
2: Oh, 100%. Like, the Bucs are so good at, like... Not only, the, like the Bucks are really good at beating the hell out of bad teams. Like they're one of like the like the few really good teams that I've remembered in like most recent, with the, with the exception obviously, of like those killer Golden State Warrior teams, who actually like when they play against a team like, let's say, like, the Bobcats of, like, old or something like that, like, they really beat them. They don't play down to their opponents, so 100%. And they play, like, insanely good defense as well. So, yeah, I can definitely, definitely, definitely 100%.
0: shoot or pass on that one, Robbie.
1: I'm going to say shoot, especially if they, like, end up facing the Nets. This is going to be, like, when Alabama plays an FCS team and the— Spread is like 45 points. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's
1: that's oh, such a great. That's oh, a great. Oh, that,
0: that, that, that's, that's, I got to shoot with you guys on that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, how about this one? Shoot or pass. A seven footer will play significant minutes at point guard before the season is over. Shoot or pass on that one, Ravi.
1: I'm going to say, listen, I would love to say shoot, but I'm going to say pass. Because I think that, you know, there will probably be, we might see a seven footer playing guard at some point, especially Mike Malone getting creative with these uh, lineups. But I think that, you know, when it matters most, he's going to call on guys like Jamal Murray or Monte Morris.
0: Absolutely. Shooter pass on that one, D.
2: I'm, gonna, uh, I'm definitely going to pass it, but 100%, can I tell you, my mouth was watering, and I'm so upset that I didn't think about this when I was speaking on, uh, like, the scrimmage games. To see Bull Ball out there balling, my my heart was so full. I mean, everything that kid's, like, overcome like, his dad, all, like, the scrutiny and whatnot, and, like, everybody kind of, like, doubting him, even though I know it was, like, just a scrimmage game. He at the greatest player I've ever seen play in the history of basketball. Like, the guy was just, like – I mean, he just made me – he, he made, that's why I love basketball. Like, I watched that, I, I'm upset that I, man, like, that was really dope just to see him and Joker out there as these two massive guys running, like, the backcourt and shooting threes. That was dope. I don't necessarily see that it's going to happen right now, but next year, like, you never know. I, it just, I mean, that was just incredible to watch. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, definitely pass that, but next year, maybe.
0: Yeah, absolutely passing. I think we're just seeing a bunch of scrimmage lineups at this point. Uh, Shooter pass. Ben Simmons will shoot and make multiple three-pointers in a game. Demario, shooter pass.
2: Yo, shoot, shoot. What's that? What's that song? Shoot, 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 shoot. Yo, Ben is my son again. I'm claiming him again. I'm paying all my taxes. He back, baby! Yo, here's the thing. I don't like moving him off the ball. With saying that, I do like moving him off the ball because when he was posted up, he looked confident. And all it's going to take is for him to get a few of those under his belt and then, boom, watch out. My son is back. So I'm definitely going to shoot that.
0: Shoot or pass, Robbie.
1: I'm also going to say shoot. Listen, if there's any time for Ben Simmons to prove to the world that he can shoot threes... It's in a bubble where there's no fans and he can nice. lie down and focus because there's nothing else to do. He has no distractions. It's like his coach called it a paradigm shift. Let's go, Ben Simmons. No, we're we're looking out for you. Lying. You know, you no, no, in the bubble, Robbie, let him know. Yo, Ben, we are pulling for you right here. Team Ben, Team Mobile, yeah. let's yeah. go.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely going to go ahead and shoot on that one. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Yeah, you guys have absolutely got it. Uh, This next one here, shoot or pass. Nate Robinson will defeat YouTuber Jake Paul in the undercard for the Mike Tyson versus Rory Jones Jr. exhibition match on September 12th. Shoot or pass. Robbie? we'll let you go first on this one.
1: Listen, I don't really know shit about Jake Paul, but. The little bits and pieces that I've seen of him on the internet, he's just really annoying. So I really, I'm going to shoot here and I hope that Nate <laughs> Robinson kicks his ass. By the way, he had like a, 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 he was live and he was like sparring and he looked ripped. So shoot, man, I'm all in on Nate Robinson.
0: Amara, you're going in all in, shooter pass on Nate Robinson defeating Jake Paul.
2: I'm team everything black. I don't even care if Nate Robinson. <laughs> yeah, it just like that. It is what it is. But here's the thing, Nate Robinson. If you're listening, if you do with with uh, uh, boy did uh, for us in Black History Month, what's his name? Uh, Wilder versus Tyson Fury. If you do that. If you get whooped on by this white YouTube Jake Paul dude, bro, we taking the black pass. We taking your uh, slam dunk titles. We taking all your Washington highlights. You taken everything. You can no not longer not invited hang to the cookout. Not invite. You no longer can hang out on Beyonce's internet because you're talking a lot of shit. I be seeing you pop up in the comment sections. But here's the thing: I often have to ask a question. How much money do Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. need to be doing this? Because this is heartbreaking. Those are those are two of my top five fighters of all time, and to see them both out here hurting because it's no way to put it they're hurting like man that really hurts me man as like a as a human right like it's much deeper than like the fight and i'm just over here like what is 2020 is literally like one big every single day i can honestly say i say what the fuck so yeah
1: living in an alternate universe so i'm not surprised by anything at this point somehow
2: the simpsons predicted this though the simpsons like (laughs) the secret writer the simpson writers are the like, bruh, what? Ah, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to shoot with, uh, with you guys there. No, no, Nothing else needs to be said. Uh, shooter past Becky Hammond will make history as the first female head coach in the NBA as a successor to Greg Popovich. How do you feel about this one, Demo?
2: I love Becky. Yes, I love. Look, by the way, I was watching WNBA yesterday. Shout out to WNBA. I'm so excited for this. I think this needs to be more of the norm. I think she will be like the trailblazing woman to get everything popping. I'm so, so excited for this. I think that her having Pops blessings is obviously gonna make us take her, you know, that much more serious, which is like really dope. But she's like really good. Like if you ever watch her press conferences, like she knows hoop. And I know obviously she's like one of the greatest WNBA point guards, we get that, but like she actually knows basketball and she has these players' respect. So 100% shoot, 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 yes.
1: <laughs>
0: How about you, Robbie? Shoot or pass?
1: Oh, 100% shoot. I mean, she's got the basketball intellect. She's led the Spurs Summer League team to a championship in 2015. She's one of the longest tenured assistant coaches for the Spurs. You know Pop trusts her because he let her take the reins and and she coached a scrimmage game. I'm really excited for the day we get to see a female head coach in the NBA. And I think the Spurs are going to be the ones to do it. Shoot.
0: Absolutely. Nothing else to say on that one as well. I'm shooting with you all. Uh, Shoot or Pass. James Harden is the modern-day Allen Iverson. Robbie, how do you feel about James Harden comparing himself to Allen Iverson?
1: You know, he compared himself to Allen Iverson. To Allen Iverson. Like, he was telling Allen Iverson, like, hey, these are all the similarities we have. I'm going to say shoot, mainly because of the similarities in their game and and the similarities in the accomplishments that they've made as nba players they're both prolific scorers they have they're gonna have you know with james harden winning another scoring title this year they're gonna have seven scoring titles between them neither, neither of them have rings at the moment they both like to have the ball go through them to the point that they're labeled ball hogs shoot
0: demo i gotta hear you on this one shoot or pass
2: Allen Iverson, a.k.a. Bubba Chuck, is my all-time favorite player. James Harden. Did James Harden... What? Like, (laughs) there is no way. Allen Iverson single-handedly is on the Mount Rushmore of NBA players that literally changed the game. From the shooting band, the tattoos. You got to realize, before Iverson came with all the tattoos and whatnot, everybody was looking like Mike. Ball head, no tattoos, no nothing. The way he changed marketing schemes, the way he brought hip hop into the NBA—it's much deeper than basketball. I'm gonna like pass, pass, pass. James Harden ain't got no shoe line. James Harden ain't like what? James Harden ain't popping like that? Iverson literally, literally changed the game. Iverson's the reason why you have players that have tattoos. Iverson's the reason why you got Michael Vick. Like, I mean, like, I mean, Iverson is so much more than like basketball like he was one of the first real open and honest superstars like he didn't care about thought about him that was him and because of that he was able to be marketed as that guy and now you have a lot of players like I always say he's one of the first outspoken players to ushered in the way for how LeBron does his business present day and why all these NBA players are speaking out. You got to realize, before Iverson speaking out, talking about practice and lashing out at the media, there was a bunch of good old boys who were upset that they wouldn't get contracts. But in return, Iverson received contracts Because his realness and his honesty, I mean, nah, nah, I'm not, nah, like not one bit. And I love, I I love Harden. I love Harden. I think Harden will go down as probably a better player than Iverson. Right now, you probably could argue that. But as far as like him being the new Iverson, nah, not one bit. Harden isn't as outspoken. Harden isn't as, nah. nah. he's, he is uh, the great value version of Iverson. He is the target brand version of Iverson. He's the Kroger (laughs) brand version of Iverson. He is the Shaq shoe version of Iverson. He cannot touch Iverson with a 10-foot pole. No, 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 not at all. Pass, yeah, pass, but pass. James
1: Harden got his jersey retired at a strip club. I'm not, I'm not arguing. That, is, you. True. that saying, is true. I'm just saying.
2: That is true. That is true. I heard, I heard he was legend. That is,
1: you know, yeah. he's the first. Uh, I haven't heard of any other NBA players who have their jerseys retired at strip clubs. He did that Yo, before I he got know. a ring, so I think, I I think that's revolutionary.
2: Side note, my boy that's out in Houston, he said that James Harden is a monster at the strip club, in a good way. But he said, yo, I've seen him like, be all night on like, like, this
1: Well that's wild. why I'm I'm defending James Harden. <laughs> yeah, know, because I, I know, want him know. to be my friend and I cool. want to go to the strip club with him. I I right, um, fucking, it, look,
2: shoot, I'm shooting it, I'm shooting it,
1: I'll it. James Harden, can you take me to the strip club yeah, with you and oh also my pay God. me loans? Thank
0: you. Oh my goodness, man. You know what? I, I don't even know what to say at this point. Shoot or pa- I, I can not look when it comes to the game, I you know, I can sh- I can shoot. I can see your point, Rob. Very similar. Of the game, but I would have to pass on in regards to just holistically average. You know, Jay Harden's kind of already following through. Re- James Harden hangs out with Lil Baby, Ferrari Boys, and what else was he hanging out with? Yeah, Travis Scott, right? Man, you're hanging out with hip hop. Alan Iverson brought hip hop to the game, so I can agree yeah. with that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, last shooter pass here to wrap up this segment Uh, <laughs> incorporating up to 300 fans cheering from. Any home arena on the video boards during the NBA bubble game will be more problematic than successful. Shoot or pass on this one, Demo.
2: I think it's gonna be like problematic because unfortunately, we live in a world now to where you're gonna piss off somebody. Like it's it's such like a PC world. You're gonna be like, there was only 20 women, and there was like 50 men, and there was like 47 white guys, and there was only two black guys, and there was like two toaster ovens and they were like, it's like, like we're gonna, I mean, it's just gonna be bad. It's, you know, and it sucks that we live in a world now to where, you know, I can post a picture right now of us three on a podcast hanging out and you're gonna have somebody say something about, well, what about this person? And what about that? Like, man, just shut up. Enjoy what's like, you know, like, there's always gonna be people, people that are gonna ruin it. So I think it's gonna be super problematic, unfortunately. Like, even for me with like my company, Before we post something, it's like, well, does that offend this? And how how will this person look at it? And what is this person? It literally could just be like, hey, have a great day today. Like, what? (laughs) You know, it's like, come on, man. So it's going to be problematic, 100%. They're going to piss off everybody. Shoot
0: a pass on that one, Robbie.
1: I'm also going to go shoot here. I don't really know how the NBA is going to be vetting these people out. But I know that if I were one of the 300, I would be trying to go viral for the sake of this podcast. So bah. I would I would be the sacrificial lamb. Bah. And on that note, like, what would you guys do if you guys were one of the 300 selected?
0: I mean, I mean, obviously, depending where I'm at, I'm obviously in Orlando. Why don't you tell people what I would probably do, Robbie?
1: Well, Chevy, you have that uh, Mickey Mouse suit, that Times Square Mickey Mouse suit, you know. I think you should put it on and... Dance a little bit for us. Maybe bring oh, Colin in.
0: Hey, I mean that's family friendly, of course. Depending on the way I dance, but I think that's family friendly, friendly. Yeah, that that might work. That, we'll, we'll, we'll try to, have to get me on the uh, the NBA board for the Magic. Chevy, dance.
1: you can twerk.
0: I mean, I didn't hey. say I didn't say all that. Now you yeah, know. I know we were talking about strip clubs on this podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Young twerk, That's how he's been getting that rip money. He's been has- <laughs> he got his only fans. Wifey said wifey say yo, you better get that rip money, baby. <laughs> only fans. A hey, hashtag baseline time. <laughs> oh man. I,
0: I gotta I got shoot on this one though. I got to because I something's gonna happen like you guys who who else isn't thinking about, hey, how can I get on this video board and go viral? I mean, I need my 15 minutes of fame on Twitter, right? So I, I agree with that one. All right, uh, pretty much here, we'll go ahead and get into the NBA awards, hand out our awards here, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man, Most Improved, and the MVP. Uh, we'll start with the uh, Rookie of the Year award here. First things first, uh, obviously coming into the season here, we will lock in picking these awards based on what has happened before the season was suspended. So the eight seeding games and playoffs obviously would not be considered uh rookie of the year candidates John ja Morant, Kendrick Nunn, obviously we we talk a little bit of Zion Williamson. Uh Robert, we'll let you go first, you know, who do you who are you choosing and you know, is, is Zion good enough? Did he play long enough for you to consider?
1: Mm-mm-mm. Ja Morant, rookie of the year, leads all rookies in scoring and assists, comes through in the fourth quarter. I was actually watching highlight reels of all of his big fourth quarter shots and it never gets old. I watched that shit like 20 times and I was like, oh, 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 like cheering and shit like every two seconds. He took the Grizzlies from the depths of the NBA lottery to the playoffs. He more than, he definitely deserves a rookie of the year award.
0: How about you, Demo? Ja is your, sorry, Ja is your rookie of the year?
2: 100%. Like, I'm not even going to argue anybody else. I love Zion. I love like what he did. He was a beast. He came in, but I'm not going to disrespect what Ja did from, from day one. I mean, he was just now he reminded me of Iverson. Like as far as like how he came in and his swagger and how he's ushering in like the little babies and all these little, little's and all these big lose. But yeah, I mean, he just was like, just, he's a walking highlight reel. Like every single night, every single night when I go to like ESPN, I'm looking for like three people. I'm looking for Zion. I'm looking for John Morant and Luca for all different reasons. Like just, they're just those are man. I cannot wait for the like, just for basketball. <laughs> I'm hype, bro. I'm hype. <laughs> <I love it. laughs>
0: Absolutely, I, I, I would go, I would definitely go with Ja here. Uh, I mean, one of the things that he actually reminds me. It's funny you said Allen Iverson. He he reminds me a little bit of like uh, Wade, D Wade. You know, uh, when he came into the league and they played that first series um, against the uh, Hornets at the time they were playing out of New Orleans. And, oh, um, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that really kind of, you know, Jaws game really reminds me of that a little bit, not completely D, D- way, but like just the success of him being a rookie. He's taking a team into the playoffs uh, and, we, and uh, we, we don't know what he'll do in the playoffs if he gets there. But obviously, I think sky's the limit for him. So I definitely agree with that. Uh, the next award here is the Defensive Player of the Year Award. Uh, I mean, there's one guy, right, that's just really going to anybody want to take a shot at saying the name. Going for it, the first attempt here on the show, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo.
1: Giannis Antetokounmpo.
0: I mean, is is there anybody else that can really be considered for this award at this point?
2: I have Anthony Davis winning it. I've literally seen Anthony Davis win games off of defense, like a few games off of last minute blocks. I just feel like that he's he's like the he's like the anchor of. The thing with like Milwaukee is that they're they have like a good like they have like a pretty pretty solid like defensive unit like a lot of you know like Bledsoe's a good defender uh like like the Lopez brother he's a good def- like they have like good defenders Anthony Davis came over to the Lakers and he's made this team like just for the fact that obviously like you know D like you know D twelve like when he comes in as well but I just like how Anthony Davis legit he like he just changes games like defensively I've seen him lock up like there's like all those videos that are going around him just locking up joker and just locking up like certain players and i feel like that he's made like lebron stepping up defensively he's made i I mean like there was even like some times to where i'm watching uh like rondo and i'm like damn that looks like the old boston celtic rondo and it's all because anthony's back there like giving them that confidence like yo if your man gets like by you i'm gonna you know with saying that I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to Greek just for the fact that they robbed LeBron that year when they gave it to that uh, Marcus or whatever. So I mean, I wouldn't be upset with Giannis as well. But I have Anthony.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fair as well. I mean, I think they're yeah they're gonna they're gonna look at everything holistically with Giannis. I think obviously two ways he he had an MVP consideration that we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but he leads the league in defensive win shares. He you know he eleven point five defensive rebounds per game, league high. Uh, with the Bucks sitting pretty at the top with the best record, I mean, you know that, that's that's one of the what's the, the best defensive rated team as well. So I think that's gonna probably overshadow a little bit of Anthony Davis. But I mean, that's that's a good case for Anthony Davis. Uh, how about six man the year, six man of the year award? I'm only laughing because I kind of already mentioned a guy that's won this award a couple of times here on the show already. Um, who are you going with, Robbie?
1: Montrezl Harrell. Simple. I'm not going with Lou because uh lose one enough and you know i think i I think trez has had a bigger year um his stats have improved across the board he's averaged career highs and points and rebounds but what i really think sets him apart is the intangibles i mean he's got energy hustle and he brings all of that energy and hustle off the bench and he's regarded as an emotional leader for the clippers i'm really excited to see what he does in the in the bubble
0: how about you demario who's your sixth man of the year
2: it's going to make it look like that I'm just cheating off Robbie 100%. I got trez. Like As you know, I'm a Clipper season ticket holder. Even before this year, what he brings to that team is something like, this dude is just straight-up motor. Motor, motor, motor. He comes in and gets busy. He's one of the few players that I can honestly say that can come in and within seconds, everything changes. He's just loud. He's aggressive. He sets the tone. He's in your face he reminds me of like a lesser skilled uh like kg and like that uh he reminds me of like the gary payton he reminds me of like those those players who are like up in your face clapping 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 uh like you know like remember like prime like jakeem noah when noah was just like ah like goddamn it like oh i hate this guy but like he's just all up in your face i love trez a lot um I'm not sure does he have corona or something or like what's going on with him? I hope he gets back like i he's one of my favorite players in the league i hope he i hope he gets back. He's really, really exciting to watch, so one hundred percent trash
0: yeah I, I would agree with that definitely uh, that's that's my my pick as well for six man and uh it looks like he has some family uh, emergency uh, probably his grandmother uh she's taking a little bit more on the emotional side, so he from my understanding he's outside of the bubble and Pat Bev and Lou wills are you know they're both back in the bubble at this point i'm I'm not sure about montrez but yeah I, w- I would say that for sure and i mean you know uh, he he's he's the one that really has changed it traditionally it's always like a scoring guard that has, has won this award and like a, like a jamal crawford a Lou will right but it, it's gonna be fun to see to have a true big man that really comes in defensively changes the game but also 18 point you know he puts up 18 points a game i mean that's that's still significant and, you know you're playing behind Kawhi and, and paul george and still giving you know 18 points a game i mean you know, come on, that, that's that's that got to get you at least. And he only started in two games out of the 60 games that the Clippers played this year. Uh, most improved player. Who do you got, Demo?
2: Most improved player. You know what? This is always like a weird award to me because in one sense, I'm like, okay, cool. Like most improved player. You could easily go for like somebody like Luca, right? Just for the fact that, Luca year one to year two. I mean, he we knew, I mean, the dude came in and was just like insane last year, right? And then this year, I'm watching him and I'm like, damn, this might be like like the best young player that I've ever seen. And I watched young LeBron. So I'm like, how can this not be Luca? But then my buddy online was like, Well, how can Luca? Luca's already like, a, you know, I mean, we kind of like, like he won the rookie of the year. In my opinion, he's top three, top four in the MVP. So I guess if I had to give it to somebody else that's not named Luca, I got to go with Brandon Ingram. I mean, Brandon Ingram has done what we all have been waiting for him to do. He made that turn. The only thing that for me is that he he has empty stats because his team really wasn't doing much. So, I'm interested to see how they improve next year. But I guess if I can't give it to Luca because he's already quote-unquote a star, then I have to be like Brandon Ingram 100%. How
0: much you, Robbie?
1: Bam, 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 bam! Bam, 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 bam! Look, when the Heat mm-hmm. traded Hassan Whiteside to the Blazers, I think there was faith that Bam would really step in and do well. But he's nearly doubled the number of points that he scores per game. He became an all-star this year. He doesn't let his size stop him. He uses his speed, his athleticism, and he's creative. And he finds ways to protect the rim and to keep up with anyone, regardless of size, on both ends of the floor. Bam, baby.
0: Yeah, I like
2: bam, bam is an animal.
0: I find it very hard to, you know, I'm picking Luca on this one just because, you know, you're asking me literally the most improved player. And, uh, I'm taking it very literal, but I think I was trying to look at Bam and, and, you know, as one of the contenders here for the award. And I had a very tough time because like Demo said, it's a very difficult award, depending on which way you want to spin it. But I took it very literal. I, 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 you know, Luca had maybe average a couple more, uh, points per game, maybe one or two points and, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But I mean, to average six more points per game, you know, I, you got to, I think he was like 21 last year. He's at 28.7 this year. I mean, shooting forty-six percent from the field. Here's the thing, he's top five in assists and points per game in the league. Uh his nine point three rebounds place him eighteenth in the league. He's the only guard at, you know, the top eighteen, Russell Westbrook sitting at twenty. So, I mean he's 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 one of two guards in the top twenty in rebounding, which is pretty rare, you know, these days. So I just think you know, across the board, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Like you said, Demo, it's it's he's a star. He he really is. I just don't think it should we should shy away from giving him the award unless there's some, some stipulation in the books here where <laughs> the NBA starts to put forward for their voters, but you know, they let the voters decide that, which it is what it is. But I think all guys are deserving that you guys have mentioned so far, you know, bam, you know, Brandon Ingram. I mean, those, but those are the guys you kind of want to give the award to at the end of the day to say, Hey, you know, like they, they need an accolade and because they worked hard, they're guys that may not have the start. Maybe not have had the star potential last year, but they, they're, they're heading that way. um, I mean that's that's how I feel about the award. I I think I, I'll take it very literal because it was so tough for me.
2: I love I love I love Luca more than my mother. By the way, I'm just kind of that out there. like I don't even like I don't even like my my sister, my guy kids. Like I love Luca a lot.
0: Luca <laughs> Luca's the man. He really is. I think he's he's one of my. so yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, you can
2: you can genuinely. It's it, it you, you can tell by like his interview. He's like just a good human. Like he's yeah,
0: exactly. like
2: exactly. You know he. I like Luka, yeah. He's yeah,
0: dope. and he was, he was my pick to to see uh, some. You know, if, if I had to pick an NBA player that's shotgun a beard by my choice, Luka was my man. Was a man because yeah, you know just, he's just really cool and creative on you know uh, social media. And uh, you know, Dima, we talked about this. One of the most touching things I will I will never forget now is that him turning around and and when Kobe said something to him and his my, language. You know, I would never my heart, forget
2: that. My heart, my heart so, bro. By uh, the way, I, I I had a like not to like. Go full demo, but man, I've probably cried like every day about Kobe. It's like it's the saddest shit ever, bro. Not to like get all somber, but like, man, I still can't believe my guy Kobe Bean is gone. I have to pass by a mural. I pass by three murals every day. It's like two Kobe and one nip, and I just it hurts, man. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It's a very, 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 very sad, but. You can keep going out to the MVP.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go over to MVP, the last award here that we'll recap. Uh, Rob, we'll let you go first. Ladies first. Who do you got for MVP?
1: I'm also going Giannis here, and I'm not apologizing to LeBron or all of the LeBron fans for it. It's Giannis this year. He's winning back-to-back. Back. And for that, I will repeat the stat line till it's drilled in every one of your heads. points per game, 13.7 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game on 54.7% shooting and 30.9 minutes per game. MVP Giannis.
0: All right, Demo, who who are you going?
2: I have Giannis as MVP as well. With saying that, I'm going to bring up the Eastern Conference standings that NBA pros, they all picked this. Right. The beginning of the year, I, I have receipts. Everybody said the Bucks were going to win 57 games. And then everybody said that the Lakers were going to win 51 games and be fifth. So just based off of that common sense for what the pros selected. And now you see the Lakers that are in first place and you see all, like now it's like now it's weird because in a sense, Giannis is supposed to be doing what he did and he did it. You weren't expecting for, I was told that Anthony Davis would be uh, Chris Bosh with a unibrow. I was told that this was going to be the meme team. LeBron only went to L.A. to shoot movies. I was told all this stuff. Now that Bron is out here dog-walking the league again, now everybody's like, oh, well, 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 well. but it's like, it, if you expected for Giannis to win 57 games and be the number one seed, and him doing this should be no surprise. People expected for the Lakers to be the fifth seed, but I do agree, Giannis is MVP. But it, it's going to come with that asterisk with that, like for me at least. <laughs> I mean, I, I
0: want I, I I got Giannis. I think it's fair enough because for years, you know, obviously Demario, we've talked about efficiency. You know, winning. You know, that that was always a part of the credentials to win this award, and they gave it to the guy that just for some weird reason that it wasn't LeBron, but LeBron was, you know you know statistically better just more efficient i think yeah, girls. yeah exactly so we this this is what we've been kind of asking to see to vote for and i think this is fair and so at this point agree, you know I, agree. I you know i, I think i think I, I would i have a little bit easier time because you know in the past i was like all right you know what because it's both defensive player of the year contender and mvp you're it's a two-way player you're, you're basically voting for He's efficient. I mean, what is it? You know, twenty nine point six. Perfect. Yeah, point twenty nine point yeah. six per, uh, points per game. Thirteen rebounds a game and five, uh, almost six assists a game. Shooting fifty five percent and basically playing thirty minutes a game. Right. I mean, granted, the, probably the Bucks are blowing out on a lot of teams, like you mentioned. But it's like he gets the job done early.
2: And thirty it. minutes is do. You, but I don't think I don't think people understand to do that in thirty minutes, bro. I can't even fold clothes in thirty minutes. <laughs> it's like, true. what are you doing, y'all? Like, like. Yo, thirty minutes. I can't. I honestly can't focus close thirty minutes, bro. This dude over here. I think that his efficiency is just like scary. The thing that I like about Giannis and uh, Zion is like those dudes are like a fi- Like they're not like your Kobe's. They're not like your Iversons. I love both Kobe and Iverson, but those dudes were like the opposite of efficient. Like Iverson's like I'm gonna get you thirty three, but I'm gonna shoot thirty three. Giannis is like. I'm going to get you 33 in 22 minutes on 10 shots. You know, like, that's, man, that is good basketball. So I'm not even mad at that. I love, you know me, I love efficiency. That's why I love LeBron. And Giannis, like, just to see him dog walk the league in 30 minutes, it's scary. And he, what's going to be even scarier is when the playoffs comes and you see Giannis that has this two-month or however long vacation, he's just going to come back like just, oh, my God, that's going to be nuts.
0: Woo! Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We did run a campaign on our Instagram and I had some people go through and vote. And Rob, you got the results. What did the people vote?
1: Shout out to everybody who voted on the people's ballot. We're really grateful for your votes. Very insightful. For Rookie of the Year, the people voted for Ja in a sweep. For Defensive Player of the Year, there was a tie between A.D. and Giannis. PG-13 also got a vote. Rudy got a vote. But then someone else wrote in anyone but Rudy. So (laughs) that basically canceled (laughs) this vote out. I love it. For sixth man of the year, the people... For this one, it was a mixed bag. The people were voting between Lou, Trez, Dennis Schroeder also got some love. We also got a vote from Trevion Graham. In the form of emojis, Uh, Trevion Bam. Shout out to you, but like, if you're ever wanting to clear this up for us, you're welcome to come on our podcast to clarify things. Uh, Most improved player of the year, the people voted mostly for Bam, but Bi got some love, and there was also a vote for Melo. For what? Uh, Carmelo Anthony got a vote.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's know, to be. Player. It's got to be Melo's number one fan of the world. It has to be.
1: And a I think bit. I think all NBA fans can agree coach of the year including the people's choice was Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Yes, We're absolutely. not there's there's no question about that. And then for MVP, we actually had a tie between LeBron and Giannis. One voter literally typed out, "I don't know, it's a toss-up for me." So there you have it, guys, the people's ballot for the NBA Awards.
0: That's what's up. All right, we'll head towards wrapping up the show here. Uh, Robbie, um, tell the people what we're going to be doing here. Uh, basically, we have a couple of experts. You know, you teased it last week on the last week's show. Do um, you want to go ahead and present our experts here?
1: That's right. So last week, we said we were going to have some special guests, aside from DeMario. Um, no offense to DeMario. <laughs> oh, <agree>. yeah. <laughs> But uh, we're gonna have some experts this season picking some game winners and we're really excited. So um, I'm gonna introduce the first expert and then Chevy, you'll introduce the next one and then we'll announce the picks, okay? So our first expert is uh, known as the Furry Face Assassin. He is undersized for the NBA, but oversized for felines. He's got a nice vertical and his daily zoomies have prepared him for the fast break. Y'all, this is Kevin the Cat. Kevin the Cat selected the Clippers to beat the Lakers, and he selected the Mavs to beat the Rockets.
0: That's up. All right, shout out to Kevin the Cat. And uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce the second expert. Uh, we're going to dub him as a Tiny Human, uh, a.k.a. my son Colin. And uh, no. basically, you know, he is the human that believes he can run before he walks. He also is training to be the Little Tyke Slam Dunk Champion. And uh, it was a very hard time to get him to pick, but uh, he finally decided to pick the Mavericks over the Rockets in this week's uh, reboot. And uh, he did pick the Lakers over the Clippers, so I'm proud of that one as well.
1: Be sure to check out our hype video. We're going to be posting it in conjunction to when this pod drops. And if y'all have any experts picking game winners in your house this season, record their picks and tag at baseline times, and we will share it on our social media.
0: All right. And last topic here at the bottom of the show, I just want to get a little bit more into the uh, players press time using to talk social justice. We kind of started with that conversation as some, I guess some uh, banter there between our group chat to Mario, but, uh, You know, just to kind of, you know, round out our conversation here, you know, heading into the season with all this going on and what we saw, you know, with the reboot of the MLB, WNBA started their season, uh, just kind of getting how you guys feel. The players using their press time right now to solely talk about social justice um, versus sitting out the season. Uh, is Is that the direction? And do you agree? Is that the best direction they could have taken at this point? Uh, you know, Rob, you brought this up. Uh, you want to go first and tell us how you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I I think that you know it's proving to to a lot. I think the concern was that a lot of people were saying that you know once the once sports came back, once the NBA season started in in this particular case, that people would forget about the issues and just focus on 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 basketball. But it's been amazing to see how the players are making sure that these social injustices don't die these issues that we've been hammering home for months do not die once the season starts and i really hope that the media continues to let them speak on these issues during their their media availability
2: absolutely how about super super go off go off here's the thing i remember my first conference that i ever did with e-news it was supposed to be about me, and I remember when I spoke about Philando Castillo, and I remember seeing the whole set, everybody turned red, like, oh, shit, he going in, because it was my duty. Like, it was... I feel like that if you have a platform, whether it's... All right, let me rephrase that. I've often seen people tell me, well, I'm not going to do this or that because my platform is only one person or two people. It doesn't matter. You can literally change somebody's views or at least spark the idea to make them look up certain things. One of my buddies plays for the LA Galaxy. He saw that I was at a protest. And the crazy thing is I wasn't going to go to the protest because it was during lunch. And I was like, oh, I really can't get off and I can't. All right, I'm just going to go for an hour. So, me going to this protest then led to him messaging me, like, hey, I wanna go to a protest with you. I then set up a protest with all my homies. So, we went and marched, and then we had like a post march party at my place, and we were just talking, just everybody, white, black, all walks of life. What I'm saying is, is that your voice does matter, your platform does matter. You don't need to have Kim Kardashians following, you don't have to have Kanye West following, you don't have to have Playboy Cardi's following. If you have people that are viewing, and that are, um, you know, listening to you or liking you or doing whatever, all that online social stuff, trust me, use your voice. Because guess what? In 30 years from now, when your children or when your grandchildren ask you what you did in 2020, how crazy is it going to be when you say you didn't even post a black square? Like, (laughs) like, think about it. Like, you didn't even, you didn't even post a square. You didn't even reshare a story from somebody else's story. So it's like, use your platform, use your voice. These NBA players, I love it. I love it. Because we just watched The Last Dance and we watched that coward, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, that straight coward. A lot of y'all goats can never be me, can never be mine. We watched that coward. And guess what? He felt the pressure from that last dance. And what did he do? He donated money in his time. He felt, the goat felt the pressure from the people. Like, that's, that's, that's impact. That's dope. That's something to where years ago, I remember when uh, Rodney King happened. Not one sports star spoke up. Not one. Zero. Zilch. Fast forward present day, everybody's speaking out. You know why? LeBron Ramon James, the GOAT. He's, he, he's the reason why these players, because guess, guess what? He owned his own. He created his own brand with all his people, with Maverick right he, he speaks out on injustices he's done this and the reason why is because he unlike mike and unlike kobe from previous years is that he's his own he's self-made he's a boss he created like when, like you know like the drake video we created all of this this is all us that's because of that that's dope it's much deeper than basketball it's much deeper than uh hip-hop little baby came out one of the best songs of the year you wasn't expecting that song from little baby he said he felt it. He felt it in his heart and in his soul. It's a trap rapper who raps about killing and robbing. But he explained to you in this song why he raps about killing and robbing the systematic racism, the stuff that people of color go through. I can go on and on about this. I love it. Keep going. Black Lives Matter.
0: Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, any shout outs to end the episode today?
1: Yes.
2: Got- store. Oh, my bad.
1: No, go ahead, go ahead, go
2: ahead. I want to shout to my you girl to roll. Brianna. You gotta, I want you gotta, to shout to my girl Brianna Stewart. You know me, I'm a big WNBA fan to see my girl come back yesterday. A nice little 18 and 8. I'm hyped. You know me, I'm a big Sue Bird fan. Sue Bird is the mother of my children. She doesn't know it yet. She has been that way since uh, those days in the early 2000s. But no, I'm happy woo, is back. I'm happy WNBA is back. I'm excited. Um I feel like that a lot of people are going to be watching and you're going to be tuned in for some good basketball. Uh, I was upset with the L.A. Sparks and the Mercury game. I thought it was going to be a much more competitive game yesterday. The Sparks just dog walked the Mercury. Brittany Griner must have been hungover or something. The Mercury just looked awful. My girl uh, Tarazi didn't make any threes. I mean, it just was like whatever. But shout out to WNBA. I'm excited. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to try to use my platform a little bit more for them. Uh, I, you know, I've been seeing like so many like when they walked off the court. WNBA has been about every single call since the beginning because, in a sense, they're the redhead stepchild of sports, and. It sucks because when you actually watch these games, I remember it was the Mercury versus the storm playoff game two years ago. And it was one of the best basketball games that I've ever watched. And like, I remember seeing Twitter go crazy and go wild. Like, wow, are every game like this is the women. Oh, do they dunk? Do they do this? And I'm like, yo, here's the deal. I will bet you a million dollars that these WNBA players will smack any of these Twitter finger guys that are in the comment section. These has been these high school players. And I just say give WNBA a chance, like watch a game, like learn about their history, learn about what they've been through. It sucks that a lot of these players, uh, they don't make as much money. They have to play overseas. They have to do a lot. So watch, support, show love. Storm going to title this year. Let's go.
0: Absolutely. How about you, Robbie? Any shout outs?
1: I'll be quick. Everybody out there protesting in Portland, the wall of moms, the wall of dads, the wall of vets, I stand with you from thousands of miles away. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for taking accountability. And please stay safe. Second shout out to the Queen AOC. Thank you for standing up against misogyny. In case y'all don't know, she was called a fucking bitch by Representative Ted Yoho. And then he went ahead and gave this crappy ass apology and used his daughter and his wife as a shield. She fired back with an incredible speech. And if you haven't watched it, you need to ASAP.
0: That's what's up. Um, I actually did want to shout out the WNBA as a whole. Uh, so, you know, DeMar, you kind of stole mine. We didn't plan that. That's all good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I personally have watched a lot of it growing up. In the summertime, you don't have NBA basketball after June. Uh, so I remember Tamika Ketchins, Lauren Jackson, Tina Thompson, Cheryl Spoops. Uh, so those are some of the old school names. Obviously, Lisa Leslie, a legend. Uh, and then just kind of growing up to see some, you know, Tarasi and then, uh, Candace Parker. So, you know, those are some of the, uh, long-term, uh, WNBA players and obviously Brianna Stewart. So yeah, i I'm, I'm shout out to them. And then I actually did run into Brittany Griner down in Miami. I, instantly, she walked out of a club. I was like, yo, that's Brittany Griner. That's still on my Instagram. So I stand the WNBA. It's basketball. It, it's women's basketball, but it's basketball. That's the way I look at it. So shout out to those ladies. Facts. And uh we, we are excited. This is gonna be so much fun. Uh thank you guys for joining me.